0: Hello, my name is Pastor Mark Sturmer with The Church International, and I would just like to say welcome to our podcast. I know God wants to use this to speak something very positive into your life. I know this will encourage you, help you grow in your walk with the Lord. And look, if you enjoy this, leave a review, make sure you share it with someone, and go ahead and subscribe so that you won't miss out on any of the messages that God wants to communicate to you. Well, look, God bless, get ready, lean in, and watch what the Lord is about to do. Well, you know, you've been hearing a lot of news about Ukraine. Who's heard a little bit about Ukraine? Who knows more about Ukraine today than you've ever known before, right? And so, you know, one of the things in the Scripture you see, and uh, especially for us that are not just American citizens, but we are citizens of heaven, and so the Bible actually says that we're aliens. Where you know we live here, and it's good, and but ultimately uh, our mindset needs to be a mindset of you know God's kingdom. And in the Book of Acts, you saw where you know when the churches were struggling in one area of the region, other churches that didn't have that same struggle, the the material things they had. They would give to people to bring over there to help those churches because ultimately, can I say something? We're not just, you know, the Church International Center Mall or the Church International, all our campuses. We are the universal church worldwide. And when we have brothers and sisters that struggle, uh, it just pulls on your heart where we have to do something. And so one of the things you remember, Jonathan... Uh, Burnus came, came in with Jewish voice. He had just been to Ukraine, good friend of mine. And he was at Ukraine two days before he got here. And he's connected with pastors on the ground, local pastors doing the work. And so I told him, I said, man, uh, Jonathan, I'd really like to just pray. And I feel like, you know, we need to be a part of reaching out to the local church because I know they're praying. And I know they're asking the Lord to help. And they're the main The main humanitarian aid that's being given down there or over there in Ukraine and Poland is from the local churches. And so I said, I want to do an offering from our church uh, to begin this process, to begin our journey with trying to help them. And he was excited about that, and he said he's going to add to whatever we give. And so uh, we as a collective, as a church, uh, this week uh, we sent 20,000 uh, to Jonathan to be able to get down there. They're going to add to that. And like I said, it's the beginning of a process, and we want to connect with a local pastor. I really feel like we're going to be uh, involved with helping the church get through its hard time there in Ukraine over the long haul. And I really feel like the Lord is, is showing us that. And so by you, like Pastor Levi said, giving and doing what you did, you're a part of that. And, you know, that's why it's important that churches come together because individually, you're not going to do much at all. But when we collectively come together and pool ourselves, guess what? We have a greater impact in the world around us. And just like we pooled ourselves, we're pooling ourselves with Jewish voice. And then that's even more resources. And then all of that's going to be going to really help and to serve. Um, He's talking about getting me to go with him to deliver the goods in Ukraine, and so we'll see how that goes, but it's going to, uh, it's, you know, I'll do anything God tells me to do, amen, and, uh, but, you know, and it's not just there either, I mean, we're, we're, we're all over the world, I mean, we're in Swaziland, we're in Malawi, you know, we have 10 campuses in Malawi, in Swaziland, everything we have there with the orphanage, with the care point, with the, you know, the churches now, because uh, we just planted another one, planting another one. And then also in South Africa, we have five campuses and a school and in Israel with the dental clinics and, you know, with the house that all of us were a part of helping them purchase and get and furnish that now when a kid is abused or is an orphan on the street, we bring them into that house until we can find adoptive parents to help them. Can I tell you something? That's real religion. This, 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 yes, yes. This idea, this idea, you know, most people judge the, the church and everything about the music and, you know, how they preach and, and what kind of clothes we wear and all that. And it, it's nonsense because the Lord, the Lord didn't even talk about any of that. What he talks about is what you are doing with humanity and the suffering of humanity and getting the gospel of Jesus Christ out. And, and church, I want you to know something. We are doing that. And in India, you know, what we're doing in India, uh, which is, man, Hindu, uh, just uh, crazy. And the persecution, but we're supporting the church there as well. And then, as you know, we're in Mexico. uh, And so we're we're not just, you know, overseas at all these other places either. But we also, how do you know, we take care of our own community. And we're involved in our own community. And, you know, the widows, they're meeting this uh, Thursday and uh, Miss Neldo was telling me, she said, yeah, this Thursday we're going to have 97 widows. I mean, golly, come on, get a load of hand clap, that's huge. And she said, Pastor, we're going to need some more food. I said, we'll cook all the food you need. You just tell us, we'll, we'll cook for every widow uh, on the planet. If that's what God calls us to do, we're going to do it. Amen? I mean, we're in the inner city, we're in the jails, we're in... You know, making sure the opioid addiction, trying to save lives on the front line, battling that with, you know, broken chains, new life, life house. We're in Alabama, you know, helping uh, folks coming out of jail. I mean, we're in every aspect of what the Lord says he cares about. Our church is there. And that's why the name of our church is the Church International. Because we're not just thinking about ourselves. We're thinking about everyone and we're on multiple fronts, fighting on multiple fronts. Even, you know, fighting in the political front, but not for the Republicans or Democrats. We're fighting in the political fronts for the principles of God. Can I get an amen? And so we're, we're, we're fighting on every realm. And that's why they call us, you know, the Church International. And so when I started praying about, you know, what to go into after Easter, Jay, and, and just kind of what to bring. And I was always, you know, I want to... Get the heart of the Father, and 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 hear His heart that's in me, and and wanted to figure that out. And so, normally on Tuesday morning, I you know I start putting everything together and do the message on Tuesday morning. And this Tuesday, I had to meet with the warden. Uh, we have a new warden; he's incredible, doing a, an incredible job, and uh, we're working with him, Todd and excited about everything that's going on there in the jail and everything else. So I had to meet with him to give him a tour of the life house. And so I was like, golly, my Tuesday morning got sucked up. And, uh, and so I was like, man. And so, you know, it was about 3 o'clock when I finished with all the different type meetings and stuff. And I was like, I got to get to, to Lord to, to put something together here. And so because I'm busy the rest of the week with all kind of other meetings. And so, man, I, I sat down and I, underneath my house is where I like writing. And I sat down at that table, and I was like, okay, Lord, what I feel like in my heart is I feel like we are to go into this series called World Changer. And I typed out World Changer, but I was, I was you know, apprehensive. I said, is this, is this the direction? Is this what you want me to do, Lord? And all of a sudden, my phone went, Ur. and the only when it does that, if I'm writing, I don't, I don't look at it until I'm done because I don't want to be interrupted. But I just felt like I'm supposed to turn it over, so I turned the phone over. And it happened to be Pastor Mendici, which is very odd because it's seven hours ahead over there. And normally if I get anything from Pastor Mendici, it's going to be a lot earlier. And so I never get anything in the evening. But Pastor Mendici sent me a text, and oh boy, he don't know what he did to confirm that what we are going into in this next uh, season of, of, of this uh, series is just totally, totally uh, of the Lord. So here I am. I write world changers. I get the text, I flip it over, and I'm only going to give you a snippet. Say, snippet. How many of you know how much that is? It's about that much, right? I'm going to give you, he gave me a long text, and, uh, but I wanted to give you a snippet. What is it? Snibbit. A snippet of what he wrote me. And it, this is what he wrote. So this is his quote I'm grateful for you, for what you stand for. For standing up, I'm going to try to get through this, for those who cannot stand for themselves. For being a voice for those who cannot speak and for being the hands and feet of Jesus, even in the toughest places where many feet choose not to walk and many hands choose not to serve. And this is what he said, you are world changers. He's talking to us. He said, In the heavens, recognize all you do for the kingdom. You climb mountains, jump a lot of hurdles, and swim a lot of oceans to make Jesus Christ known and famous. Pastor Mendici. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. Give him praise. Amen. By the way, Pastor Mendici is going to be doing my live feed Wednesday for me. Uh, at 7 a.m. on Facebook, on my Facebook, uh, y'all tune in this Wednesday if you want to hear a young man that is full of wisdom and of the Lord. Y'all tune in. He's gonna, we're going to try it. He's going to try to do it for me all the way from Swaziland to you. And so what an incredible opportunity. You'll be able to talk to him, text him, go back and forth. And uh, that'd be a beautiful thing if you guys can tune in and be a part of that uh, with him. I know it encourages him as well. So in lieu of that, of what the Lord did, I was like, okay, no doubt, no doubt, we're preaching world changers. We're going to preach world changers. And so that's the title of the message, world changers, that is series that we're going into. Now, with the series, I was like, okay, I'm confirmed with that. And so I called the team. I said, all right, you know, I feel like after, you know, I want want some T-shirts. Come on. Who likes a little merch? Who likes a little merch? And so here are the T-shirts that will be here next week. And because, uh, and you know, I don't give them much notice. So, so next week <laughs> we'll have the T-shirts, uh, World Changers, Commit, Serve, Give, Receive. And uh, these will be cool, and they'll be in the four years. So plan on when you come next week, get a World Changers T-shirt because you are a world changer. Amen? Amen? Amen. Praise God. Well, you can go back to the title, guys, the title page. And so I want to talk to you a second about what we believe because I think it's very important to realize, you know, what you believe, what we believe as a church because doctrine means a belief system and you got to have a, you know, you got to know what your belief system is. It really is not that hard to know what you believe because all you have to do is look at what you do. Because everyone does what they believe. And so it's not what we say we believe. It's what we do is what we really believe. And so, you know, in America, I think sometimes there's a disadvantage for us because there's, there's two visions. There's the American vision. We call it the American dream. But that's not the one we are to follow. We're to follow God's vision not the American vision. God has a dream. We're to follow his dream, not the American dream. And so, you know, the the doctrine that our country lives by, the American dream, is life, liberty, and the pursuit of? See, everyone knows it. We can quote our country's vision. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. And that's the American dream. That's what everybody comes here to do. Can I tell you, as much as I love our country that that is not a godly direction for us because it is, it is really based in a, in a self-centeredness. That it's all about, you know, us being comfortable, us having things, us being able not to work and just kind of sit around and be fan or just go wherever we want. And so that's, 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 that's the American dream. That's the American dream, to retire as early as I can, to have as much as I can, and to do as little as I can, so I can do all the hobbies I want to do. That's the American dream. Let's be real. That's what it is. And that flies completely, utterly in the face of what the Lord tells us. But it sounds very similar, because you're like, man, life, yeah, liberty, yeah, you know? Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. What's wrong with that? Well, when the world and our country says life, and look, this is not a gig on our country. This is, this is about us realizing that we're more than citizens of America. We're citizens of heaven. All right? And I want you to understand that. And so when, when, when our country says life, they're talking about our life here. They're talking about our life we're living right now. When we say life, Is something completely different because we're not just talking about the life we're living now. We're talking about eternal life, and we're talking about living for eternity instead of the now. If you recall, one of the mistakes of the children of Israel is when they were living for the now, and it was all about, hey, man, we got to live it up now because this is all we have is now, so let's just eat, drink, and be merry and have as much fun as we can until we die. And that is the American mindset of the now when we look at life as eternity, right? And then, you know, life, liberty. Well, liberty, uh, when the world says liberty, they mean I want to be as free as I can to do what I want. And that's the opposite of God's liberty because he wants us to be as free as we can to do what we ought. See, he wants to be as us to be free so we can follow him. That's why the children of Israel, when they came out of Egypt out of bondage, they didn't come out of Egypt and go, hey, let's just decide to go wherever we want. No, they, did, they had to decide to go where God wanted them to go. Yeah. And so that's a, t- a totally different thing that we're thinking of. And you got to watch because when you embrace the wrong doctrine, you're going you're gonna to climb the wrong ladder. Amen. I want to climb the ladder to heaven, Amen. not the ladder to some top of some dream, pipe dream. That's empty at the end of it. Are you with me? Yeah. And, then, and then happiness is all about what's best for you, which flies in the face of who Jesus is. Because Jesus never did what was best for him. He always did what was best for us. Amen. And so it's all about the idea of realizing that we are not here just for ourselves, that we are here for the Lord and we are here for others. And so this whole doctrine where I'm just going to live for myself is a worldly and demonic doctrine. And you can't follow that. We are not here. And this, I want you to see this quote. We are not here only to only enjoy life but to be a blessing with our life. Did you, did you see that? We're not here. Only, now, God has no problem with us being happy. He has no problem with us enjoying life. As a matter of fact, he says, look, I know that that's a part of it. And he said, but the whole world seeks after all of that. He said, I'm telling you, don't seek after that, because when you seek after it, you're going to go astray. He said, what you need to do is just put me first. Just keep me first. Don't be going after all that. Keep me first. And, And I'll give you all that. But today you're going to see we're being blessed and, and having, which God wants you to be blessed and he wants you to have. Why? Because if you're not blessed and you don't have, how can you be a blessing to others? Yeah. Yeah. And so we're going, to, we're going to look into this. But first, we've got to understand Colossians. And I think we misunderstand this. And somehow we think that, you know, uh, Jesus is, is there for us instead of us being there for him. You know, Colossians 1, 13 through 18, it says, For he rescued us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Remember last week? He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Now, I want you see this. By him, all things were created. Say, by him. Both in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things have been created, say, through him. him. And say, "For for him. So, by him, through him, and for him. See, I think many times we think that he's there for us instead of us being there for him. He was not created for you. He always was. We were created for him. And when we live in the other with the, the cart before the horse, things get really weird really fast. And so watch this. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. By the way, before you, go, before you go to the next scripture, all things hold together. You ever felt like things were unraveling sometimes? When you feel like things are unraveling, that's because Jesus is in first place. If a marriage is unraveling, that's because Jesus is in first place in that marriage. Someone else's first place. Might be the husband, might be the wife, might be the kids, might be work, might be something. When you got a problem in marriage, Jesus is not first place. Because when he's first place, guess what? It doesn't unravel. Because he holds everything together. The Lord Jesus Christ holds it together. Without him, it all falls apart. Now, watch this. Now, go to the next one. He is also the head of the body, the church. And he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that, watch this, so that, say so that. That That means there's a reason for this, for us to understand that we were made by him, through him, and for him. And this is the reason, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. Oh, you can clap louder than that. And the problem is we don't make him first place. We fit him in along with everything else we fit in instead of making him first place because we've got this idea that he's made for us instead of us being made for him. Guys, do you see this? I'm telling you, the Lord the Lord is about to do something in us in this place where if we would hear him and we would truly embrace the true belief system that, that we should be living by, your whole world is going to change your, our whole life is going to change. Yeah. We have to understand the doctrine of being blessed, being a blessing with our life. Not just being blessed. See, I want to have a blessed life. Well, we can't just live, I'm gonna have a blessed life. I'm gonna have a blessed life so I can bless others. Yeah. And, and and that's the problem. We stop. At wanting to be blessed. And then when we get blessed, we busy ourselves with all the blessings, which choke out the real purpose of why you're given the blessings. Yes, to meet your needs. Yes, to enjoy. Without a doubt. But it cannot and should not stop there. You know, I want you to see this, to understand the doctrine of being blessed with our life, uh, to being a blessing with our life. From the beginning, humanity was called to be world changers. From the beginning. I'm I'm about to walk you through the scriptures and show you that this belief system of having this other's mindset, of having the world in mind, is the one that we got to start living by. If we're going to do everything that God's called us to do, if we're going to live for Him. Now, if we're going to live for ourselves, keep living like you're living. But if you're going to live for Him, and look, that looks different in many contexts, and we're going to deal with that as we go through the series but I want you to just catch today the, the understanding of the doctrine by which we should be living our lives according to the scriptures, not according to what I say, according to what the Lord has revealed throughout the entire Bible. And it starts in Genesis. Everything starts in Genesis, by the way, everything. If you want to know, every doctrine, every major doctrine is in the book of Genesis, every major one. In Genesis 1:27, it says, God created man In his own image, in the image of God, He created them, male and female. Do you wonder why the society is uh, trying to confuse male and female? Because it's the command of God of what God did from the beginning. It's it's a complete. So if you ever was foggy about, man, you know, uh, is that so? Is maybe that is no. You are male and you are female. That's how God created us. But watch this. He says, God blessed them, and God said to them, so God blessed them. That's good. I think everyone in Christianity wants to hear that, that God blessed you. We even say that, God bless you, right? We want God to bless us. So God blessed them. He did it. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. And so Cindy and I took that series. We got eight, and we got grandkids coming, and we got... So some of you need to go home and make some more babies. Amen? Be fruitful. Say, I want to be blessed. Go have some more babies. You'll be blessed. But he said, be fruitful and multiply. And this is what I want you to see. And he said, fill the earth and subdue it. He said, fill the earth and subdue it. And so he didn't say, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you fruitful. I'm going to let your life be multiplied so that your house would be filled. He didn't say, I'm going to do this so that you can feel the garden that you're living in. This is before the fall. No, he said, I'm going to do this because you have a purpose. And this is one of the major purposes of mankind, that we would be fruitful and multiply the earth. Yeah. And so what do you see here? You see a world vision. A world. When you don't have a world vision, you have small thinking. And you have very selfish thinking. That's why we have to have a world vision. So here we see it right from the beginning. And then we see it again with Abraham. Abraham was blessed to be a blessing to the world. And we see this as the Abrahamic covenant, which, by the way, we're still under. You know, the first covenant was done away with. That was the covenant that would actually come after the Abrahamic covenant. We're still under the covenant that God will never flood the earth again. We're still under the covenant I'm about to read to you, the Abrahamic covenant. This is part of our heritage. This is part of what we claim and what we are under. And so in Genesis 12, again, everything's in Genesis, Genesis 12, 1 through 3, Abraham is actually considered the father of the faith. You know, It talks about it in length and through the New Testament, especially in the book of Romans. But it says, now the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country And from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. I want to stop right there. First of all, he said you need to go from the life that you know. And and in Christianity, that's exactly what he tells us. It's not necessarily go to, you know, Ukraine or go to uh, Israel. But he wants us to go from the life we know. And that's why Jesus said the person that tries to save his life, keep his life, will never have life. The, perp- the person who gives up his life to embrace Jesus' life will find it. Yeah. And so, I, you know, every once in a while I hear someone, I feel like I'm, I'm losing who I am. I'm like, <laughs> that is awesome yeah. because you want to lose who you are so you can gain who Jesus is. You want to have a life that is, is through him. But he goes on and it says, uh, I will make you a great nation. And watch this. You see the same thing over and over again. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you I will curse. And we like that one. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And so what do you see you see, again, God calling Abraham and saying, you got to leave the life you know, and you got to go to the one I'm telling you. Even Jesus said, if you don't hate father, mother, son, daughter, or all this stuff, and follow me, you can't be my disciple. So we see all that idea of leaving your life, no matter who's around you, to do what God says. But here you see he was blessed, and that's a good thing. And he says, I'm going to make your name great. Yeah. And here's where we stop in Christianity. Because we say, yeah, I want to be blessed, say God bless you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So that I can have favor, so I can have my name, I can have fame. And we're like, yeah, I've, I've, I've arrived. I got a blue check. That's what I was going after. Everybody knows me or whatever it is. You know, and that's kind of our, our goal that, you know, I don't know, how many people need to know you for you to feel satisfied? For me, Jesus is enough. I'd rather be known by him and Satan. You're like, Satan? Yeah. Yeah. Because them guys that tried to cast that demon out of that dude, <laughs> that demon said, hey, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But I don't know you. And he whooped him and sent him away naked. Come on. I, I don't want to be streaking around nowhere. I want, I want the devil to know my name. <laughs> I want him to say, yep, I know Mark and I know Jesus. Leave that boy alone. And that's how we are to be, right? That's the one that needs to know us. But but God, look, he'll lift you up on a platform. But see, then we take the platform to mean, oh, this is what it's about. The platform was for me. The platform was for the perks. The platform was so that I can live at ease. My business being blessed is so that I can just have everything I want and just waller in the blessings. You know, this is what we, we shoot for. And, and, and it's wrong because we stop short of, of truly the doctrine of why God blessed us. He blessed us like he did Abraham so all, say all, all, all the families of the earth would be blessed through Abraham. So that's where you get the statement, we are blessed to be a blessing. Yeah, we're not blessed just to wallow in it ourselves. Again, God has no problem with meeting your needs. No problem with you even enjoying life. But you cannot, should not stop there. We have to make sure that we are living our life to change the world, to be world changers. All right, next thing, the heart of the Father. Oh, I've been rolling, huh? The heart of the Father and creator of all, my, uh, of all mankind. So if you look at, again, the heart of the Father. You know, David was a man after God's own heart. And we, we get excited about that. Man, I want to be a man after God's own heart. I want to be a woman after God's own heart. And the Lord said, whoa, 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 whoa. I already gave you my heart. See, we, we're not a man after God. I'm not a man after God's own heart. I have God's own heart. Because when he gave me a new one, he gave me himself. And so no longer am I living outside of God. I'm living inside. God is living inside of me. And so if I have the heart of the Father, well, what is the heart of the Father? John 3, 16. For God so loved thee, for God so love thee, world. for God so love thee, world. you see, so we can't say that we have the heart of the Father if we don't have a love for the entire world. I even, I even got a, uh, and I'll put this out somehow, Sarai, to, for everyone. Uh, I'll tell you what, on the Heart to Heart on Thursday, I want you to put out what I'm about to tell you. You don't even know what it is yet, but I'm going to tell you. Amen. Uh, I, you know, someone had turned me on to this, this prayer um, app deal. It's not an app, but it's an email. It's prayer email where every day they send you a different country to pray for. Today was Colombia. Or Cuba. Today was Cuba. Is that right? And so, uh, and so I was praying for that. Yesterday... Uh, was Taiwan and so I'm committed now to get this email so every day one I'm gonna learn all the countries <laughs> I ain't that smart and so you know you ever did that test they'd send me the, the kids send us a test where you gotta just pick the states out I'm like countries. I can't even get the states right <laughs> and you gotta press and say what state it is on a map I think I got 25% of them right. I did get Louisiana right, though. I mean, I got that one right. I nailed that one. Amen? (laughs) But it's, you know, we have to have a heart for the world. Our Father had a heart for the world, and he blessed the world by sending us Jesus. And he said that anyone who would believe in Jesus would have eternal life. And so he blessed the world. And so he loved the world, so he blessed the world, so the whole world might know him. Again, you see this mindset. As a matter of fact, the only time, and I say this respectfully, the only time that Jesus Christ kind of loses his cool and gets pretty upset and, and started flipping tables and taking a whip, a bull whip, Eddie Joe, by the way, it's good to see you back, Eddie Joe, Had his operation. It's good to see you back, brother. Had a bullwhip and started pow, pow, whooping up on some people was because they began to think, the Jewish people began to think that they were the only ones that were worshiping God and they only had a heart for themselves. Because after he did it, in the book of Mark, he says, he got mad. He flipped everything. He says, listen, my father's house Shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. And the prophet had told them that. That that this is for all nations. And the reason why it's so mad, because like last week I explained to you, you have the inner court, outer court, petition wall. And so in the inner courts the Jewish men, the outer court is the Jewish women and children. And in the petition wall was where the Gentiles would worship. That's as close as they can get. And so what the Jewish people begin to do. Would say, man, we gotta sell things to people for sacrifices, which you wouldn't have no problem with that. The problem was they put it right at the gates of the petition wall. So when the Gentiles would come up to worship, there was all this, you know, trading of money and everything going on and animals and everything, and they're trying to worship with all this noise and distraction around them. And Jesus, like, I told y'all, my house is to be a house for all nations. Not just for you! Not just for you! And when a church gets to a place where we think it's just for us, Uh I think that's when Jesus starts flipping tables. Uh It's not just for us. We need to have a heart for the world. Our Father has a heart for the world. The Lord Jesus Christ has a heart. And then, and then... In the Great Commission, Jesus commissioned us to have a world vision. Because what? In in Matthew 28, he said, go, therefore, and make disciples in Gonzales. Is that what he said? Go, therefore, and make disciples in your community. Is that what he said? Go there and make disciples in America. No. He said, go there and make disciples of what? So here you see, again, the idea of this world vision. And again, in the book of Acts, Acts 1, they were asking Jesus, they said, okay, he, raised from the, he rose from the dead, they realized it, and then and they're talking to him, and they said, man, when are you going to come back and establish everything? Is right now in the time? He said, listen, that's, don't quit worrying about that and worry about what I'm calling you to do. And he told them, he said, uh, Acts 1, Acts 1, 8, please. He told them, he said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, say witnesses, both in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, in the other most parts of the earth. And so over and over and over again, whether it was in the book of Genesis Whether it's the Abrahamic Covenant, whether it's our Father's heart, whether it was Jesus Christ commissioning us, whether here in the book of Acts, why he was flipping tables, it was always so that we can have a world mindset. A world mindset. To be, bring up that next slide. What? What? World changers. That we might be world changers. Changers that we might impact the world around us. I want you to stand to your feet, everyone in here. And this is what I feel the Lord is doing in this place right now. No one moving around, no one going anywhere. This is what I feel the Lord is doing in this place right now. He's challenging the way we believe. And he's and he's and he's doing what he's always done. He he keeps looking for people who would be fully committed to him. He told he told, you know, when he's speaking to Isaiah the prophet, he was actually turning. He spoke to the Godhead, and he said, "Who will go for us?" So he starts speaking to them. I actually had that happen to me one time. I was I was at work uh, in the plant and. And, man, I was studying, and I closed the Bible, and I said, oh, man, I'm kind of tired. And a voice, as clear as I'm speaking to you, spoke and said, he won't be ready. And he wasn't speaking to me. He was speaking to Father. It was the Holy Spirit talking to the Lord Jesus and our Father. And I was like, whoa. And I said, you grab my Bible and said, yes, I will. <laughs> I opened it back up. But here with Isaiah, he's like, he turned around and he said, who's going to go for us? Because the Lord has bound himself in covenant with us. And the only way he reaches the world is if we help him. You see, when he says, I want you to give me your heart, he's not a God that's, you know, going to ask you for something that he doesn't do. And the reason why he's he's, uh, bound himself to us is he said, okay, now I'm going to show you my heart. My heart is that everyone will be saved. So now the only way my heart, you gave me your heart, and the only way my heart can be fulfilled is if you go do what my heart is. And that's the only way this can work. And so he looks, he said, who's going to go for us? Thank God Isaiah said, hey, I'll do it. I'll go. I'll say yes. I'll say yes. I'll say yes. And another scripture is like, I looked everywhere to find somebody who would stand in the gap. And he said, I was shocked that I couldn't find nobody. I couldn't find nobody that would be willing to think about others. And to really, really base their life on others. And then you go to James and you think about, you know, you don't have because you don't ask. And he said, well, you you ask and you don't have because you ask and it's all about you. Because it's not supposed to all be about you. And we talk about following Jesus, but Jesus said that his heart was not to just think of himself, but to think of us. And so this is the idea that we have to come to a place in our life where we need to make a decision to say yes. To say yes to a world vision. To say yes to changing the world. You know, he's, look, he's just looking for someone and say, I choose to love the world as ugly as it is. I choose to love it, because I know what Jesus did for it. And I know that everyone, no matter who they are, is made in the image of my Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, and they're worth saving. We need someone that says, I love the world. We need someone that says, man, I will serve. We need someone to say, man, I will give. We need someone to say, man. "Man, I will wake up thinking about what you think about. I understand that I was made by you, through you, and for you. Father, forgive us, Lord. When we have made Christianity about us and about a life of ease and a a life of just uh, seclusion, Lord, it was never meant to be that. You say, go, go, go. Leave the life you know. Leave the concept of life you know. And I feel like what the Lord is telling us as a church, and hear me when I say this. Again, this is not a cut at our country or anything. But he's saying, you've got to let go of the American dream if you're going to walk in mine. Yeah. And you got to be, your life's always got to be about me, and I've got to have first place. So this morning, come on, just lift your hands in this place. Sarai, come forward. Come forward, lift your hands in this place. Today is a question. And the question is Will you say yes? Because if you say yes, let me ask you this Why should He fill you with His Spirit if you won't do anything with it? He will not fill you with His Spirit if all we're going to do is use it to enjoy ourselves in church. He will only fill us with His Spirit if we're using it to change the world. Starting with our Jerusalem. Yes, our community, our house. But expanding out. Expanding out to Judea. Expanding out to Samaria. Expanding out to the uttermost parts of the earth. So yes, our community. Yes, our state. Yes, our country, but more than our country, the entire world. Yes, to Ukraine. Yes, to Cuba. Yes, to Taiwan. Yes, to all the countries of the world. Yes, Lord. He said, ask for the nations and I will give them to you. The problem is we're not asking for the nations. That's the problem. I ask for the nations today, Lord. And I say yes. Yeah. This is what we're going to do, guys. I want you to I want you to make your yes evident. These altars are open. And as we begin to sing this out, I want every fiber of our being to embrace the call of God. Come on, open up these altars. If your answer is yes, come bow before the Lord.
1: T to... church. Yeah.